Hi, and welcome to another episode of the FYE podcast. My name is Danielle Duran, and joining me today are Vanessa Mora, Alan Morales, Abel Gonzalez, Maria de Ander. And today we have a special guest, and here she is today. I'm Jacqueline Donez. <laughs> and so on this episode of the podcast, we'll be discussing um, study abroad. So our host over here, Maria, has studied abroad before, and so is our, so has our special guest. So today they'll be telling us about that. And so well, my first question to you two is, what is study abroad? So for me, studying abroad is the privilege of going somewhere outside of the United States um, and just seeing different cultures, the way people live, the way, in our case, we, we went to the same program. It was Families and Disabilities in the UK. So it was the way the families and the people cope to disabilities, um, not only physical, but also mental and like autism, uh, addictions. And you can see the way they correlate and the differences between the United States and Scotland. Yeah, um, it's also an experience of going out of your like comfort zone, experiencing meeting new people, experiencing new forms of like like she said cultures in other places. Well, the thing that well the question I will have for you is that um, was it hard to make the choice to go study abroad? Like when you first saw it, you wanted to go, or you were kind of iffy about it. For me, I knew I wanted to go, and since I actually found out about study abroad from the UTRGV Snapchat, they posted on the thing that they were having a study abroad club. They posted on the story a study abroad club meeting, so I just showed up for to see what it was. I kind of knew what it was, but I didn't know what it entailed. So I went to the meeting and they said we have these programs and they passed out a bunch of flyers and it was a bunch of information but I was just like I'm going so <laughs> from there it was just you know Hispanic moms and <laughs> I just had to mold her to the idea that I was leaving for a month and it eventually came to a yes this time. yeah <laughs> and I know you mentioned that that you have to like leave your comfort zone to go to like another country and sometimes it's your parents that have to get out of that comfort zone yes. letting you go. Can you guys tell us like a bit about like your experience like in a whole new country because like some of us haven't even left the country besides like maybe. Or even the valley. Yeah, <laughs> the valley. So could you tell us about your experiences over there? Okay, well for me, um, I've never left. Well, besides Mexico. I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> like outside like another country. So like, like, throughout the process of study abroad, like, for me, it was mostly, like, maybe I'll do it, maybe I'll not. Like, my parents even thought, like, nah, like, she'll leave it, like, halfway through. <laughs> <laughs> and then when, like, they saw that I was committed, that I signed up, that I did all of this, looked for money, applied for, like, for scholarships, like, they're like, okay, like, we have to keep an open mind. And, like, especially my dad, because I'm his only girl. <laughs> so, like, but over there, it felt... Nice. I mean, I felt safe. Like, I didn't feel like I was, like, across the park. Yeah, it felt like you were across, like, in a park or something. Uh -huh, like, like, across the street from your house. It didn't feel like that culture shock. Like, mm -hmm. oh, I'm, I feel so out of place. Like, I I honestly did miss my house. Like, I was like, oh, it'll be, like, nothing. It'll, I'll get over it. I'll, whatever. No, it took me forever to, like, carry on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How was the treatment over there in the UK? 
from the people? Yeah, from the people. Uh, they were lovely. They were super nice. And if you had like, obviously we looked different from people over there. <laughs> so they were like, they noticed that we were tourists and they would be like, are you guys lost or do you guys need help? Because yeah. there's like a bus system. We don't have that here. And it's super hard to understand. One time we were on our way to a cat cafe <laughs> and we accidentally took the wrong bus and ended up at the beach. Oh my <laughs> so god. The yeah. side. Like on the other side of town. So it was weird. But yeah, people are lovely and they're super nice. It was really fun. Like, and it was it, it felt safe. I mean, it was especially Scotland. Like walking, plus but the weather was really nice. Especially yeah. from the Texas heat. <laughs> In London, it felt a little bit more like you had to be on your toes. You would hear car ambulance like every five minutes and stuff. But it was it was different. Yeah, London and Scotland. Okay, um, so when is a good time to start preparing for study abroad? So I would recommend to start preparing on September. So that's when we, our office, International Programs and Partnerships, delivers the list of the programs that will be available for this next summer and for the upcoming years for, you know, we do short term and long term. So in September, we deliver to the, to the Vaquero community, these are the programs we offer, the program cost, and the professors so we also that would be like the right time so this we have a, a fair coming up it's september 5th here in the ballroom in edinburgh and september 6th in bronzeville it is the study abroad fair so what we do is by that time we're supposed to have like all of the programs and in that fair every program gets a table so students get to walk around and talk to the professors, to, to speak to alumni who have gone for previous years. And the study abroad club will also have a table. The There's gonna be a counselor there. If anybody wants to speak about like, if they have any issues or if they have any questions about studying abroad, um, there's also gonna be that. And September will be the perfect time, yeah. So, um, I guess, uh, start looking at scholarships. I mean, if you work, start like saving some money for that. Um, anything helps. I mean, sometimes looking for sponsors at times. Um, so what we do at the Study Abroad Club is we offer sponsorship letters. So you get admitted into the Study Abroad Club and then you receive a letter saying, Jacqueline Donians is part of the Study Abroad Club. You go to family-owned businesses or big businesses even, and you could give them the sponsorship letter and they can donate that money to you and we keep it for you in your account. Then you receive that money whenever a week or two before you leave to your Study Abroad Club. Oh, okay. To your Study Abroad program, sorry. Who, who can join Study Abroad? So right now there's a cap of 25 students and as long as you have availability because we do weekly fundraisers which is selling hot cheetos in a cup and the outside the library mm -hmm. so as long as you have availability and you know you're going to study abroad um then that's pretty much all we require yeah do we have to have a specific major to go to study abroad or any no. major can go you can go to any any program with any major we have Ours was rehab, and we had biology majors. We had an English major, but biology major. yeah, you even you sign a disclaimer saying I am aware that this will count towards my degree or it won't. 
So you go up to your advisor. You could get you have to schedule part of the application process is scheduling an an advising session, and then you sign a disclaimer saying that yes, we're different. But you can go to any program. How about preparing yourself, like yeah, as a student, like mentally? How would you pre prepare studying at home? Well, I guess just being aware. Okay, I'm doing this. Just knowing okay i'm gonna be somewhere else i need to be prepared mentally maybe even physically depending like us scotland like we walked a lot uh, <laughs> i have a friend who went to peru like she climbed machu picchu and like you know it depends but like overall just being sure of yourself that you can do it like not being afraid of stepping out of your comfort zone so obviously like in I'm being outside, things are gonna happen. Mm -hmm. I hurt my foot and I was just like <laughs> horrible because you have gone through just a bunch of ups and downs type of city. So it's just horrible, but I mean, you manage and you get better. And we also provide health insurance for everybody. Mm -hmm. So if anything happens, health insurance is there and you're covered. And then the Machu Picchu one, it's actually a very cool program. It's in Peru. It's a I don't know how long, but I know you climb Machu Picchu for an entire week and you're um, living amongst the, civ the civilization there. So you're, you don't have internet access, you don't have cell phone access, and you're just <laughs> enjoying Peru. But obviously yeah. there's like communication yeah. side mm -hmm. over there, like for parents who want to make sure like their kids are okay, <laughs> there are forms of communication, just like not bringing your cell phone and stuff like that. Like for us, like we had, we can connect to the internet whenever we want. Like if we found a place, like it was because like, it was a very touristy city. Mm -hmm. There was Wi-Fi everywhere. Oh, so okay. It was good. So it was just connecting and texting my mom. Like hey, I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's good. And like, um, what I wanted to ask was, um, in terms of like affordability, I know you guys mentioned there's like fundraisers and scholarships and all this like assistance. Um, do you feel like it's affordable, especially like for some kids that may like be iffy about it? I know it's like a lot of work in order to raise the money. So how would you would you describe it as an affordable thing? Like anybody could do it. It's not a cheap thing, mm -hmm. but it's definitely doable. Mm -hmm. If the person, a student, wants to study abroad two years from now, they have two years to to fundraise. Um, it's definitely doable if you put your mindset to it. I come from a low-income family, if raised and born in the valley, you know, never been outside the valley and going straight to Scotland. Um, I mean, it's pretty doable, yeah. Yeah, I mean, for my family, I mean, I was able to help get help from my grandfather because of like my classes, mm -hmm. like I got, straight A's so like that helped me <laughs> like you know like it depends on like I also work I save up like this amount of money and like it, it is it, yeah I worked, it's worth it I was a full-time student and I worked two jobs and then like my <laughs> yeah and then my mom my family it gave me a lot of financial help mm -hmm. yeah so I mean... So in a way, you just have a hard time in the education? Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, after the, the rain comes the sunshine. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's a good way of, way of putting it. 
And also, like, in terms of, like, timelines, because I know, like, study abroad has, I, from what I'm familiar with, it has, like, different semesters type of deal. Like, you could apply to one in the spring semester as well as the fall and summer. Is that correct? Or how does that work? So, we, we offer short-term, mm -hmm. which is two to four-week programs. Mm -hmm. And then we offer long-term, which is a full semester, fall and spring. And you are eligible to, to apply for a, um, a short-term, which is in the summer. It's usually summer one, summer two, or mini-master. And then you are eligible to apply also for a, for a long-term. Obviously, you do have to pay everything and attend, which is the long term. Um, you have to live abroad for the full six months of the semester. And right now, we have two sisters uh, who went to Korea for short term in the mini mini semester, I believe. And right now, they're leaving next week for South Korea long term program. Yeah, so they did both in South Korea because they just. I think this is something they have been planning since they were juniors in high school, so they were preparing for it. But it's it it can happen, yeah. Okay, that's good to know. Yeah. <laughs> so, if you want to take a little mini vacation, study abroad thing, that's yeah, something you guys would recommend. Definitely. And in terms of like uh, being beneficial to students, because I know, did you guys take course like classes over there? Yes. And how would you say that helps you as a student in terms of like either building resume or just you as a student general? Well, I mean, it was it was a great experience, especially because I mean we did go to class, class we went to presentations <laughs> and stuff, and like um, it it wasn't like the whole like oh like have to like go to class take notes no like it was actually a fun experience like we were able to go around the city walking because Scotland was pretty much a good place to walk. Um, we saw everything. They explained like throughout like the course about like families and disabilities. We had already known about several projects, presentations, so we were able to look beyond like for like uh, disabilities like in places like we would go to museums, um, restaurants, um, the bus, even the taxis, like how it's adjustable to people with disabilities so it was a great experience like it's like have like in high school having class outside like that different perspective mm -hmm. like that and in order in the resume side um it's an awesome thing to have that international experience so when you're an employer you apply for a job an employer is going to see like this person has an international experience they studied abroad, I don't know how many times, or just that one time. It's something to have on your resume as well, yeah. It just makes you kind of like stand out, and yeah. gives you that experience, so it'll probably like help you in the long run. Okay, I feel like that's very good for like our listeners and just like people in general. Yeah, so not only is it beneficial for like now that you're a student, and I get to say I studied abroad, <laughs> um, it's actually academic and yeah everything is worthwhile. Just experiencing like a whole new culture yes. it helps you grow as a person. <laughs> yes, it, it honestly does. Because me personally, I thought like I'm being all tough, like I'll make it, <laughs> whatever. Like, it's okay, I'll be out of the valley, I'm happy. But it was tough. It was tough being outside the valley and away from my family for so long, I had never. So 
It was tough, but I mean, like she said, we went to a lot of presentations. We met with um, canine partners, which is they work with training disability dogs. Mm -hmm. So they help blind people, they help people in wheelchairs, and you see, like we have, we offer those services here in the United States, but it's different, and it's you see and compare it. Like yesterday, I met with a uh, with a friend um, on Monday. Sorry. It was a Monday yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so uh, I met with a friend, and then we, I was, we were talking about rehab, because he's a social work major, and we were talking about rehab, and I would compare, like, in contrast, what he would tell me what I, would, what I saw over there, and it's just, it's always in the back of your mind, and comparing it, yeah. Interesting. How did your parents take it? Like, when we take you in the valley, we're like, your family like instantly calls you, you take more than 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah, so my mom, <laughs> my mom is a single mom, so she was, she's really been overprotective of me, but she was always calling me at night because of the time difference. It was my two in the morning, her early in the morning, so it's like, oh my God. But she, she calls me a lot and she, when I came back and told her like all of my stories and what I saw, she was like, I'm so proud that you got to experience something that I will never experience. And she was just like saying, I'm proud, I'm proud, I'm proud, and this and that. <laughs> so, yeah. That's so For me, it was, um, I honestly, I felt like I didn't think of home. <laughs> <laughs> I would when I had to call. I mean, I, I did miss my parents at points, but like I felt comfortable. I mean, like I knew they would be happy that I wasn't like homesick all the time. And like I do remember my mom telling me like I'm on the phone, like she would be like, like your dad keeps telling me like I shouldn't have like given her permission, like I miss her so much. And like, and then I come back and he hears all my stories, my experiences, how much I grew as a person. Uh, felt more independent, felt safe, and like assured that if I leave again, I'm gonna be okay. And he was proud, I mean, he was okay, he was like, okay, yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> I made a good decision. <laughs> so. And for you guys, like, what was the most cultural shock? Like, something that is not normally? Oh, the language. The, the language lang was, in Scotland, in London it was more understandable, but in Scotland it was like, they couldn't understand us, we couldn't understand them. It was their accents. Yeah, really they had a very strong accent. Yeah. yeah. That was, the, the weather was really, like at times we were cold. Oh, we were cold every day. <laughs> cold. Yeah, especially. And people in shorts and skirts, like. Yeah, I couldn't deal. I was wearing, sometimes I would wear like leggings, jeans, and then four jackets and then like because we would always leave like in the morning like at 7 a.m. to 8 a.m. so by midday that's the hottest time of the day I would take everything I would just be like carrying everything but yeah it was the weather was hard to adjust to and then, then we got used to it and then London yeah. got a little bit hot London was super hot yeah you would think London cold no yeah, <laughs> no so when you guys went to London it's like ah it's just like Texas Sort of, so, yeah. We were I mean, like so shorts, windy, skirts, yeah. dresses. We couldn't do that in Scotland. No. So, do you have any advice for fresh upcoming freshmen? My best advice would be be informed. Go to the study abroad uh, fair. Go to our office again, Eastac three point one two eight. Um, 
we're available all day. If you want just to come in for an info session, um, advisors are more than happy to do that. The, um, go to our website, all of the programs are there. Go to utrgv.edu. Um, we're on the, the little pictures that come out. Just click on it and it'll take you to our website. Um, just be informed because it's definitely something worthwhile, worth uh, every penny if you want, to, if you choose to go that route. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Like, it was my first year. I, I had the idea of, of like searching into study abroad and like I got the opportunity. I mean, I kept doing everything that I had to, getting informed, joining the club, getting um, sponsors and like it, it, it is worth it. Like, I made it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's very self-accomplished to say we made it. We experienced this. It's very self-fulfilling. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Would you guys do it again, or like, do Definitely. you guys plan to do this somewhere? Yes. Oh, I'm already planning my next. Hundred <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's. I would def. I'm definitely going again. Would you guys do it? I would want to. Uh, yes, yeah. I would want to. I would love to, but my mom. <laughs> okay. Like, what what location would you guys like to go? Italy. Um, Italy. Italy. One hundred percent. Pasta. What? For the pasta. <laughs> oh, we had amazing pasta in Scotland. Oh. Bella, Bella oh. Italia. Bella Italia, yeah. yeah. Um, so like three of them. There's like everywhere. Um, I want more of a culture shock experience, so I'm planning South Korea. Oh, that's nice. That is the complete opposite. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm actually going to take Italian in the fall. So with uh, <laughs> the director of our office, Alan Earhart, he's uh, teaching Italian this semester. So he's taking it with her. Well, that's nice. <laughs> I prepared already, so I had 100%. Yes. <laughs> well, thank you, girls, for sharing about your experiences. And just like one last question, I guess I'll ask is like when you're over there, how would you say, like, what are some tips in terms of like spending or just living? <laughs> In general, while you're over there. <laughs> that, that face. <laughs> Don't ask her. I oh think I'm God. the wrong person to ask for that. 100%. <laughs> so she'll answer. Okay, for saving up, just like, because um, it depends on the program for us. Our breakfast was provided every day. So, like, just um, uh, save up uh, for, there's some markets the one that was called the co-op we'd go almost every day <laughs> buy sandwiches uh, a jelly peanut butter like snacks that we can have during the day and then like save up our money for like shopping or like dinner at night you know of fruit so what i did most of the time was get into towards food <laughs> i did um breakfast was provided so i would care i would eat a lot and then just take like a fruit, uh, fruits with me on my backpack, and then have them as a snack during the day. I would like whenever it would be like one of those when we would be walking a lot, it would be super hungry during the like at twelve already. So those days I would like treat myself and okay, go and get something. <laughs> and then sometimes I would just go and have lunch, dinner, and that's it. But other times I would not do lunch. I would just like. I can handle it. <laughs> and go straight to dinner. Yeah. Oh. Just one more tip. Um, 
I think this is the hard way. Uh, when you're packing, make sure you leave space. Because <laughs> you are going to shop. Like, 100% you are going to shop over there. You're going to bring back stuff. And I swear, it's horrible bringing it so heavy. <laughs> yeah, leave enough space. Packing is another issue. Don't overpack. Don't overpack. Don't overpack. We, were, we stayed in dorms, so we were allowed to wash. Thankfully, we had so, washer and dryers provided, so yeah. that helped. Especially like we washed like a few days before leaving to London, and that gave us like time, like oh, we have there, and then more time to shop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a lot of yeah, definitely leave stuff to bring back souvenirs. Cause yes, I brought a bunch of souvenirs, <laughs> and I barely even had room. Yeah, but that's pretty much it. <laughs> Well, so overall, just make sure you do your research on the program, make sure you prepare enough for your, wherever you're going, and just like give yourself enough time to handle all that and just be prepared for whatever may come, is essentially what we've learned today. (laughs) And well, thank you girls for sharing. Oh, it's good that you guys had that experience and especially for like a lot of students here that don't really know about it. So before like we end, can you guys tell us like a little bit more about like how you guys prepared and like the process of applying to um, that study abroad program? So actually the process is very easy. All you have to do is go onto our website. It's utrgd.edu forward slash IPP. And then you just go on there to the study abroad tab and it says apply here. You create an account with your student ID, with your student email, and then it goes, it takes you through the process of, you have to choose a program right off of that. So if you don't know which program to, I would recommend you to come to our office. We're located at ESAC um, Student Academic Center on the third floor, 3.128, and we can give you more information. For every application you do submit, it's a, hundred, it's a non-refundable fee of $125. And then from that, it's just preparing for various options. Like we offer a scholarship off of our office. We offer the study abroad cloth, which I'm the president of. And then there's also other scholarships like the Gilman Scholarship. Um, And we're working on getting more scholarships available for you guys. But for now, that's pretty much it. And then, of course, if you have some money for from yourself, then that's you can also be used. Thank you for that, and thank you for sharing your experiences with us. And I think it's like comes down all the way to like timing, yes, saving mm-hmm. up, and just getting ready for the whole experience. But thank you guys, and this concludes our FIU podcast. Mm-hmm.